Hello, everyone. Matt and Adam Pines here from Madison Rose, bringing the Further Faster podcast back. Um, today, we're having a conversation with Lise Lozell from Casting for Recovery. She's the director of marketing. And as we get really excited about our first annual fundraiser, Moonlight, um, which all uh, proceeds will be going to Casting for Recovery, we wanted to introduce Casting for Recovery to the folks out there who, who aren't familiar with it. So, Lise, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to um, join you guys today and share more about Casting for Recovery and the work that we do. And it, it's, it's an honor. So, thank you. Well, we got Adam Pines joining too. Uh, Adam, you should say hello because Adam has not been in any of the previous podcasts. Uh, he was always in the background, but um, Adam, welcome as well. I couldn't be more psyched to be here. <laughs> we, we know that. And he's got the best radio podcast voice of, of anyone probably in the business. So uh, <laughs> if he ends up taking over his podcast at one point, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, so, you know, casting for recovery, just first and foremost, it, um, you know, having a wife that was diagnosed with breast cancer over four and a half years ago, um, who likes fly fishing and certainly myself, who is extremely passionate about fly fishing. Um, and me personally can recognize, uh, the therapeutic benefits it has. But I think one of the, the really special things about casting for recovery is that these women get to, uh, be in a small group with other women who are going through or have gone through, uh, similar experiences. And I just know from my wife's standpoint, um, you know, there are a lot of times where she didn't really have many folks to talk to who had been through what she'd been through. And that that's one of the challenges. And I think what's really cool about Casting for Recovery is that these women get a great opportunity um, to be with like-minded folks who um, have an interest in the outdoors, but also have been through something pretty traumatic and to develop new relationships and friend, friendships um, with people who've had, gone through the same experience, I think is just something that um, is absolutely amazing. And I, and I think some of the best therapy is being in nature and being in the outdoors and, and collaborating with other folks. So that, that's why this, uh, charity has become kind of near dear to our hearts. Um, so, so Lise, um, so I don't ramble on tell I, what I'd love to know is just kind of how, how casting recovery was founded and, uh, maybe hear a little bit about the organization from your standpoint. Perfect. Um, so casting for recovery, and just to keep it easy too, we, we also refer to ourselves as CFR all the time because casting for recovery can be a, a mouthful. <laughs> so, um, you know, for short, we say CFR constantly. So CFR was founded 25 years ago. This is actually our 25th anniversary this year. So a really big deal for us. Um, and it started with um, a, a small, diverse group of women, um, one of whom was a, a professional angler and another who was um, a reconstructive surgeon. And they were fishing together. And there was other women who were involved as well in, in our founding. But they realized, you know, that there was something really special about um fly fishing and being out in nature and the benefits of casting for somebody who had had, you know, lymphedema or, you know, a, a reconstructive surgery that that gentle movement would, you know, be beneficial. And, um, so they started in Vermont with, with one retreat, although ironically, the first retreat was in Michigan. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly how it happened that way, but it was founded in Vermont and Orvis was part of it from the very beginning. Orvis was a sponsor day one, basically. Um, and then there was a, a first retreat in Michigan with 14 women and it really grassroots 
grassroots bootstrap grew from there. Um, and it's, it's fun and funny to talk to, um, the founding women now today, 25 years later, because none of them really imagined that we would be where we are now. So in that 25 years, we've served over 10,000 women. We're serving women in all 50 States, although we only have programs in 45 States, but we, we make it accessible for women, um, all over the country. And um, we serve women of any age and in any stage of treatment or recovery and also for free. So we fundraise to allow women to be able to attend these retreats at no cost. Um, So it's a two and a half day retreat. They come in on a Friday and they leave on a Sunday. And when they come in on Friday, you know, they're nervous. They don't know each other. You know, some of them um, have many, many, many of them have never fly fished before. They've seen a river run through it and they hope Brad Pitt is going to show up or, (laughs) you know, there's some aspirational thing of like bucket list for fly fishing, or maybe they had a grandfather or, you know, their partner or, you know, somebody in their life that fishes and they want to, you know, be more connected to that. And honestly, sometimes they come just because it's something free and, and so much has been taken away from them in a breast cancer diagnosis. Um, so it's amazing to watch the transformation that happens, that shift from when they come in as strangers on a Friday and they leave as family on Sunday. And some, I mean, it, it's incredible. It's always, you know, there's 14 women at each retreat and I always feel like the women that are selected, it's a, it's a random selection. So it's a lottery system and there's something, you know, some divine intervention about the people who are selected to go at at each given retreat, because some of the most amazing friendships um, come out of that, you know, lifelong friendships. And um, it's, it's just, it's an incredible thing to watch. Some women continue to fly fish, you know, for the rest of their life and find that peace. Um, Some women, um, never fly fish again, but they have that piece to think about and remember, and it gets them through some really hard times. Um, all of them, you know, we have this really crazy recommendation rating that a hundred percent of our past participants would recommend our program. So they're changed. You know, the program is, is magic. And I can't exactly explain, you know, why it's that it's something about connecting women who have a similar experience. Like you were saying, Matt, like there's no, you know, they get it. You don't, you don't have to have any shorthand. These women also have been through what you've been through in one way or another. Um, so, you know, you, you can kind of let your guard down. And I think for women, even getting to the retreat is, is hard, right? So a lot of women, um, you know, they have kids, they have, um, husbands, partners, family, business, all the things, and they don't want to deal with breast cancer. So we have women that come to our retreats that have never told anyone other than their oncologist that they have breast cancer, you know, because they don't want to let anybody know because they have so much that they have to support and uphold. So I think one of the beautiful things about our retreat is we give women an opportunity to hit pause and just think about themselves for an entire weekend and learn something new if they don't know how to fly fish and you know, one of the beauties of fly fishing and anyone who's an angler knows is like when you're standing in a river or water, casting a fly rod, that's all you're thinking about is that little piece right in front of you is how are you going to, you know, what, how far do you need to cast? What flyer are you going to tie on? What is that going to look like? And so cancer and all the other problems and all the other things in your life just melt away. 
and and so it works. It's a pretty cool program, and and I'm I'm I love the work, and I'm grateful to be involved. So that's a little of the history, and maybe maybe more than you needed, but um, that's kind of that's kind of how I see CFR. No, this is great, and and take us back to when you got involved with CFR. What 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 inspired you to get involved with the organization? Yeah, that's a super good question. So I've been involved in one form or another for almost 10 years. Um, so I I started as a an, an angler who was interested in giving back. So I started as a donor, basically. Um, and, and from there, I quickly became a volunteer and then was a, a river helper at um, our retreat. So every on Sunday, outside people come in. There's a core staff of people that are there for the whole weekend. Um, and we have um, oncologists or oncology professionals there. And we also have um, mental health, like psychosocial um, professionals there. And then lots of anglers and hospitality. And, and I think that's another important piece to mention about our program that makes it so unique is that, you know, there is an oncologist or an oncology nurse or a nurse navigator who's in the oncology field who's at our retreat. For the whole weekend. And so for a lot of these women, you know, you're rushed through a medical system and in a clinical setting. And now you can, you know, have breakfast with a with an oncologist and ask all those questions that you may not have remembered because you had chemo brain or you just could couldn't remember or you just didn't have the chance, or maybe you were embarrassed or whatever the reason. Um, so that's a really cool piece of the program, too. Um, but for me, uh, so I was a river helper on Sunday. You come in and you guide a woman. It's a one-on-one experience where on Sunday they have their own guide um, for for a morning of fishing, and it's it's pretty special. Um, so I did that. I started doing that, and um, our uh, former executive director um, was a friend of mine, and she and I. Um, just through the industry, um, became really good friends and, and casting for recovery was going through a big rebrand. And, um, I have a, you know, I'm a passionate marketing person, especially about branding and, and brand building. And so we started talking about the rebrand. And at some point I started doing some project work, I think in 2015. And then in 2017, I came on, um, full-time as the marketing director. So it's been, you know, five years and, and it's been really amazing to watch um, the growth of the brand and how the brand has shifted, um, and and you know just what branding, good branding does. <laughs> it, it you know I think it's part of how how maybe we connected with with Madison Rose. This is this is super cool, Elise, and I think that in general people are, for the most part, very familiar with some of the larger national charitable organizations. We're super pumped to get to bring a whole bunch more exposure to a really, really creative purpose like this. That's, you know, very different, really cool for us to be involved with. So, so, so there's, there's 14 women on every retreat. Is that right? Yeah. It's 14 women. It's a weekend trip. And where do these occur? They happen all over the country. So we have, um, we have over 40 programs in 45 States that are volunteer run. So we have a small national staff of 12 people and then we have, you know, paid national staff. And then we have 1,800 volunteers across the country that bring these programs to life on a weekend basis. Um, so, you know, when women apply, they go to castingforrecovery.org and they can apply. You basically look at, um, there's a, a, a 
navigation where you can see all the states or your state, or sometimes you, you know, might need to pick a state that's closest to you. Like we don't actually currently have a, a program in Illinois. So, you know, you might select um, Wisconsin or Minnesota, or maybe you select Michigan, whatever you feel is closest to you and, and, you know, you apply and then it's a lottery system from there. So depending on the state, um, we, uh, sometimes our retreats are at lodges, sometimes they're at, um, state parks or, you know, like facilities like that. Um, sometimes it's, you know, church, church camps that, uh, or summer camps, <laughs> depending on the situation. We have a few programs that, that run out of hotels, um, you know, in terms of lodging, but they fish, a, you know, they fish on a, a state park or, or something like that. Um, so kind of all across the board in terms of that piece. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And how, how many women per year really get to go? Um, we're close. It depends on the year. You know, COVID, COVID had changed a few things for us. So we actually didn't run any retreats in 2020. We had to cancel the season just out of, you know, safety for, for you know, our, our women. Um, you know, a lot of them are immunocompromised and it just didn't make sense. Um, so this year we have... Uh, we're running 40, just, I think 44 is where we'll net out with season still going right now. Our last retreats are, we have retreats running this weekend. Um, and then our last retreats will be, um, and running now through the first weekend in November, I guess is our last retreat. Um, so we've done things a little differently this year. So normally it's 14 women at a time. Some locations still can have 14 women, some locations due to new safety protocols, just because of COVID, have we have ten at some, um, just to make sure we maintain social distancing and all of that stuff. But I'm hopeful that um, in the future we'll be back to our full robust program. Um, but but close to close to 800 women a year. So from a fly fishing side, it's also pretty exciting. Like no one in in fly fishing is introducing 800 women a year to the sport, <laughs> other than casting for recovery, which is a pretty incredible thing. That's awesome. So I, I want to talk about money real quick because our, our intent is absolutely to light this up as much as we can. So if we're donating, what does it cost to send one woman on a trip? And what does it cost really to produce an, a trip in its entirety? So for one woman to go, um, we're bas- it's basically $1,600, I think, is what our, our current, you know, thing is now i want to be clear though that you like you can't pay for your mom sister or friend to go mm-hmm. on a retreat it's completely lottery completely sure. random and that's important um and then to support a whole retreat depending on the location it, it could be upwards of of you know twenty five thousand dollars you know for all those women to go and to pay for the lodging and their food and meals um you know there's we have incredible sponsors and incredible donors. And we're so lucky and grateful for that, but there's always more and, and we're trying to grow. Um, you know, so we want to be able to help more women, unfortunately, you know, in the U S one in eight women will get a breast cancer diagnosis in, in her lifetime. And so we want to be able to share this with, you know, 800 women, more than 800 women every yeah. year and, and way more than the 10,000 we've served already. Yeah. Um, so everything helps, you know, I mean, and big and small makes a difference to, you know, like any nonprofit. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's really helpful. No. And that answered my question. I was going to ask you where you see the, 
where do you see the organization growing? You've been around for 25 years and what did the next 25 years look like for you guys? And it seems like you guys want to continue to grow it and get more women um, on some of these trips. So you guys that you have capacity to host many more trips, you know, if, if, if you, if you raise the money. Yeah. So, I mean, we have to be thoughtful about how we grow. And, and I think that's what's made um, casting for recovery so sustainable for 25 years is that, you know, we've, we've, we've grown, we've grown, but we've been careful about how we've grown, but we've also been able to be pretty responsive and adaptive. Um, we, because we're small, a smaller nonprofit in, in that scale, um, we've been able to pivot and do some really cool things. Like we got feedback. Um, I think it was, we launched our first metastatic retreat in 2016, I believe. So we had feedback. We always do a post-retreat evaluation after every retreat. And we had feedback from some women that had a metastatic, you know, terminal breast cancer diagnosis that they weren't being served as well at our retreat because they felt like they were the elephant in the room, right? Everyone's worst fear realized is fear of recurrence and, and that it's spread to somewhere else in your body. And so these women were maybe not as comfortable or, or, or didn't feel like they wanted to be as open um, to talk about it because they didn't want to scare these other women who, who maybe are just newly diagnosed. Um, so we launched a program specifically for women with metastatic breast cancer, and that's been hugely powerful and successful. And those are some of my favorite retreats to volunteer on, um, because those women are so, they want to learn everything and live every moment to its complete fullest. And, and so it's really an incredible experience. Um, and then we've also been able to do some specialty retreats for women, um, of the military, um, Native American women. Um, there's some really underserved areas in the, in the South um, that um, we've been able to really focus on. We did a specialty retreat with the help of Yeti um, for women 40 and under. We'd love to continue to grow that program. So we're constantly working on how we grow. We know that the sweet spot is 14 women and we know that fly fishing is magic. So how do we, you know, share that with more women and, and make it sustainable for the next 25 years is always our, our goal and constant questions.